Welcome to the e-commerce lab by Ecomsi. This is the place for everything related to Amazon private label and e-commerce. Learn exactly what you need to start or scale your business. Get insights from the top industry experts who will discuss the latest trends and best practices in the world of Amazon. From choosing products and sourcing from a supplier to setting up your Amazon account and marketing your business, you will hear it here. Let's get started. Here is your host, Vincenzo Toscano. Hello, guys. Welcome to another episode of the Commerce Lab by Ecomsi, the place of agent related to Amazon FBA, private level, and e-commerce. My name is Vincenzo Toscano, founder and CEO of Ecomsi. And today we bring another special guest. His name is Andrew Morgan, who is the CEO of Marknology, which is an amazing agency when it comes to helping you scale your brand on Amazon. And what a better person actually than Andrew to talk around today's topic, which is what are the latest strategies when it comes to building your e-commerce brand on Amazon. We're going to talk about all the trends, what is happening, what are the good things, what are the bad things. And we're going to make it very engaging for you today on this episode. So Andrew, welcome to the show. How you doing, my friend? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, long overdue. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. It's, it's a pleasure. I think we've been planning this for three, four months, but we made it. <laughs> <laughs> That's the life of a, a CEO, man. We are, whenever you were available, I was traveling. When I was available, you were traveling, but we met, man. That's what matters. <laughs> Happy to be here. Happy to be here. Thank you, man. Thank you. I think uh, after seeing everything you've been doing in the space, we, you know, uh, the knowledge you put out there and everything, I think for sure is is great to have you on. I think today is we're gonna uh, we're gonna share a lot of knowledge when it comes to strategy. I think before we jump into that, though, I usually like to do this with all my guests, which is get to know them. You know, because people that watch this show maybe they don't know you, and I think your story for sure is gonna be very inspiring when it comes to understanding where you were and where you are right now in terms of how you're going to the commerce space and if you can share that with us uh, and go from there yeah okay so i'm long-winded <laughs> but i'll try to keep it short uh for the listeners um i've been in the e-com the amazon space about 12 years uh wow. for anyone out there like i uh i was raised in africa until i was 16. i came back to the united states uh i didn't adjust very well uh, in high school, like, uh, hmm. for, for us, that's 11th and 12th grade. Uh, I just went from a very serious place to, a, you know, where they're passing love notes and, and, and popularity and things like that. And it just didn't, uh, I didn't understand how to fit in, you know? So, mm -hmm. um, after high school, I went to uh, Hawaii and I started the university there. Uh, and I actually got a degree in computer science, um, hmm. networking and security. So, oh. Uh, that degree took me like six years. I took my time getting it. Uh, <laughs> you had some fun. <laughs> yeah, I had some fun. And, uh, actually I was doing my very first business. I, after Hawaii, I moved back to Kansas city. Uh, and I tried out on Craigslist for, mm. uh, a rock band okay. and, uh, they were serious. It wasn't like <laughs> just practice in your garage, like the yeah. girls, it was like the real deal. So, wow. you know, recording albums merchandise touring wow which uh, instrument were you uh, playing in that case i played bass guitar at the time oh, so nice. i just always grew up playing music uh in, in church uh and things like that so i've okay. just always been a musician and, and uh so they needed a bass player i tried out i made the band and uh, i was with them for four and a half years so oh. 
that was really my first uh, leap into branding because we were trying to get signed by labels. We had like, you know, it's almost like trying to get bought by an aggregator or something, right? Yeah. You're like, you're like uh, <laughs> positioning your story, your branding, your look, your aesthetic. Uh, yeah. Where have you played? Where have you toured? Who have you toured with? Mm -hmm. uh you know like how many do you have more albums coming out what's your merch look like uh so these were some of the early things i learned just kind of about how to work together with other people and and uh you know go on tour for six weeks at a time eight weeks at a time come back home um like a launch kind of thing uh you know really learning some strategies around brand building and and, and business um but i got tired of being poor and uh, <laughs> uh like that's you know, a good uh, one yeah, <laughs> it really was like I, I love playing music i i just hated the lifestyle of like mm. always being behind and never being able to help anyone and and never having abundance so um i quit touring uh and i started a job in my degree networking and security i um had never made this type of money before it was not crazy but it was like forty-five thousand. uh and i'm from a poor family like my family of five mm. made like 30k maybe so wow. growing up so uh I'm, I'm the first to get a college degree the first male to get a college degree in my family and uh i get a job and i'm like making pretty good money especially when you're used to living like a band guy like mm -hmm. cheap affordable yeah. low budget like i can live however and uh was making more money but i i hated the job i was like uh always good at computers and and growing up i was like building computers and and, mm -hmm. and all that type of stuff uh and i found myself in a job where i was performing well uh i was like you know doing everything required of me excelling quickly uh but i hated networking and security at least at this job this knock job you just sit and wait on stuff to break and Definitely. i hated it like uh it was 12 hour shifts of like mm. maybe fixing an hour worth of problems and 11 hours of reading cop subtitles <laughs> on tv or something yeah. you know so uh I, I hated it and um I kind of told myself like if this is if this is IT, if this is computer science, like I'm I'm gonna give it one more try at another job and I'm done. I hate this. Mm -hmm. And uh that was when I started ecom. I, I moved to Tampa, Florida at the time. I took a job at a startup, I was employee number three. Okay. Um and uh it was like an older owner a guy that did websites and then there was me and they were like we want you contacting manufacturers distributors uh and putting all these products on ebay and amazon and we were doing um car parts at the time mm -hmm. so there were no descriptions for car parts there were no fluffy titles like so you know this was all stuff that had to be concatenated in excel and really built out and i was yeah. having a blast like I was I was making combo sets of uh of car parts like trailer hitches and the lights <laughs> and the ball mount and I'd put them yeah. together in like a Photoshop picture mm -hmm. and then sell it on eBay. And because I was combining the units, we combined shipping and I was able to get cheaper mm -hmm. prices than everyone Smart. else. Yeah. And uh this was twelve years ago, right? So uh I did over a million dollars in sales in my first year at that company. Wow. And I was I was hooked. I was just like having so much fun building these combos, mm -hmm. these sets, contacting distributors. I was going into like the car dealership and taking photos of all of the, the parts, <laughs> like yeah. I can making imagine. deals with them uh, to buy their parts and sell them online. We were just doing crazy stuff. Well, uh, a relationship uh, took me from Tampa back to Kansas City, okay. and uh, <clears throat> it's it always love. 
it's always, <laughs> I, I'm a lover. I'm a hopeless romantic. Like I, I love really hard. I was raised by missionary parents, you know, so good, good. It, yeah. it's built, it's built in. Yeah. And, uh, I was back in Kansas city. The, the relationship ended. I was like devastated at the time. Mm. And, uh, I just poured myself into my job and my job at the time was, uh, I was an e-commerce manager at a, at a medium sized toy retailer, mm -hmm. uh, maybe 300 employees, eight retail stores, like doing about 10 million probably mm -hmm. for size, for size reference. And this was just much bigger than a startup. This was a company that had teams and marketing team and, and graphic Everything. design and photographers. Yeah. And I found myself, kind of what I've built my technology for, but I found myself inside a medium sized brand, not mm -hmm. a private label startup, not a reseller, not a wholesaler. I found myself as kind of like the, the manager, the e-commerce manager of four brands that mm. had trademarks. They had brand registry. They had mm. like, and they also had professional. Access, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They also had access to Lego and Thomas the train and some big toy brands. And so, uh, I was seeing the power of those big, those big brand names, um, was building basically their level of private label, but they were selling them to toy retailers. They were never thinking Amazon when they built these brands, they were just mm. building brands. Yes. Um, and I started realizing from internally inside a company of that size, what are all the issues that they have at a company that size that's resistant to Amazon? So. Customer service was resistant to Amazon, the bookkeeping and accounting, the C-suite, mm -hmm. uh, the brand managers, uh, the graphic design team, whenever I'd ask for photos, never had time, never had bandwidth. They always had different priorities, the catalog, yes. the, work on, the store, the store retail marketing. Um, and my two years there really taught me or, or made the framework for how I wanted Marknology to be. It was like, look, I know if I'm pitching another company, I saw uh, if I'm pitching another uh let's say a food company or a toy company, I'm going to have to, maybe, maybe the, the guy I'm talking to is worried about the bookkeeper. She's up, his, yeah. she, she's up his, his neck, you know, uh, maybe, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm working about the finance guy or the sales yeah. guys worried about us getting rid of resellers or ceiling. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, they're selling to these mom and pops and they're putting it on Amazon and now I'm taking away their salary. Uh, I had to think yes. bigger than just sell on Amazon. It was, it was how do I get past all of these conversations That's right. that are happening mm -hmm. off the phone with me once I'm off the call uh, to get brands and, and manufacturers excited about Amazon and really approaching Amazon as a marketplace uh, in a real way. It was uh, mm -hmm. definitely a time of demand generation. There were not people just flooding to Amazon. People were not just like uh, brands yeah. were not like excited about it. Right. I know. Yeah. And uh, it was tough. And uh, so, but I was having success again at us toys. So just like the, uh, just like the car company, we did over a million in sales by me paying attention to it. Things wow. like back in search terms, adding photos, making yeah. sure we had descriptions, uh, and then PPC came out. So mm. it was, it was right around that time, 2014, 2015 PPC comes out, uh, raise time came, I got a 20 cent raise which to anyone that knows, like that's like $800 a year or something across the year. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, just something went off in my head that was like, look, at that time I was getting two weeks of vacation. I was, uh, so those two weeks of vacation, I went to see my mother in Florida. I, I wasn't like getting to see the world, you know, yeah. I didn't have real freedom. And, uh, but this was pulling me out of my like depressed state of my relationship. It was, uh, yes. it was a low, right? And, and uh, so I was excited about e -com. 
uh, I get a 20 cent raise. That tells me, okay, you have to think differently, Drew. You have to get another job, maybe paying more and move or, or something else. I start reading mm -hmm. these blogs about like how to really supplement your income, how to get ahead of debt, how to like, you know, pay off your school loans, how to like, yeah. and uh, they start telling me about Upwork. And so mm. Upwork, Elance, Freelancer.com. Yeah. I never, I never met an entrepreneur. I didn't know what the word meant. I didn't even know <laughs> business. I didn't even, yeah. I didn't grow up knowing business owners. Okay. That's not I just, my dad was a different kind of dad. You know, he's a preacher. Yeah. We traveled, we did church stuff, nonprofit stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, I saw how to build stuff from nothing like a church group or a community or sure. uh, a building, but I wasn't shown business. I wasn't shown finances. I wasn't shown that, those kinds of things. And so, mm -hmm. um, I read this, take this blog seriously though. I set up accounts profiles on these, on these, uh, these freelancer sites. And mind you something about having your heart broken is a catalyst. Like hitting a low is, is really a catalyst for yes, that's a true. lot of change. You know, I mm -hmm. didn't have a whole bunch of friends trying to hang out. I didn't have girls trying to go on a date every night. I didn't have like I wasn't out at the bars trying to find girls. My heart was broken, and so mm -hmm. I was at home, uh, being like, "I'm gonna show her. I'm gonna be amazing. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm gonna build an empire." You know, like I, I'm gonna you show to, her to like, prove yourself. Yeah, yeah, I had to prove myself, and so, but it gave me a lot more time, and I really was spending like once I started freelancing on Elance and Freelancer.com Upwork, started spending like a hundred, hundred and twenty hours a week, which I know wow. sounds crazy, but I was obsessed. And uh, <laughs> I had nobody asking for my time. I was left alone. I'd go to work. I'd come home and I, I would freelance. And uh, mm -hmm. before long, uh, Upwork bought Elance, mm -hmm. and uh, I got top ten in the world on the market in the marketing category. So wow. uh, digital marketing had a category. There wasn't as many categories back then, and I was the only one doing Amazon services at that time mm, on, okay. on these sites. Uh, someone can try to, uh, you know uh score my answers on that but I, I don't think anybody else would have a earlier start dates than me and reviews around that time on amazon work on, on those sites and i was winning by default i was just just yes. because i was there early the right early adapter basically yeah mm -hmm. yeah just just i was out early and uh i started getting clients like adidas suiza uh wow. you know some really big names that i wasn't I wasn't an amazing marketer at that time. I wasn't an amazing Amazon consultant or expert. I was just hungry and uh, I was like in a space no one else was and I was paying attention to something that no one else was. I was That's looking right. for problems to solve. I wasn't trying to start a business. I was trying to be the best e-com expert that I could be uh, and I saw a huge opportunity. And um, once I started making four or $500 a weekend on these little Amazon projects, light bulb went off in my head. And then and, and as I, as I outperformed uh, Adidas, like whoever they had white label me and Suiza white label me. And I'm like mm -hmm. uploading a plus content uh, on vendor central in 2015. It was like, no I one know. had vendor central <laughs> and no one had a plus yeah. or EBC yeah. at the time. And I also saw the value. So one, I see the value of or the conversations within uh, a medium-sized brand. I see the opportunity for uh, an Amazon marketplace consultant or entrepreneur in the space. Mm -hmm. I started outperforming anyone that was trying to do it, uh, at least at these bigger companies. These were just like PPC guys, Facebook guys. Yes. And Amazon course. PPC didn't run that way. It was different. Mm -hmm. they, you didn't get to choose the photos. You had no. to have a good photo. And, and then also working on those brands early on, 
I saw the value of great content. Mm. So Adidas, when they bought this company, my coach, they had brought me in to do the A plus and I upload the images mm -hmm. and, and the listings and they had amazing visuals. And so I put those visuals in place in A plus and PDP with vendor central allowed me to do all of that. And I, I saw the power of yeah. great converting images. Yes. Okay. I, I'm Super looking powerful. at the data, mm -hmm. but if you think about this in 2015, for example, no one was talking content on Amazon. Yeah, of course. It was just putting the pro, the the, the, mo the most basic form you could do, like just to put something out Search there. Search time by, giveaways yeah. <laughs> yeah. for reviews. PPC was so cheap. I the know. guys that could make a quick buck were there and they were making millions, some of them. I but know. I was a tinker. I was like trying to be Einstein of Amazon. <laughs> I wanted to know how all this shit worked. I was literally... I was enthralled with it. I was enamored with it. You know, I was just like, what are all the little dials I can change and move and, and get? Because yeah. people were hiring me to solve their problems. So already I was in the problem solving mode. That's why I was getting hired. And I was yeah. like, oh, this, this tweak does this and this tweak. Oh, sure. You can do giveaways. Mm -hmm. But what about my guys that don't have a, a bunch of product to give away? Or what about my guys that can't spend all this PPC? Or what about yeah. does this SEO thing work? Does this work? Does this work? Yeah. I was going to mention uh, that, that I think the beauty of, of your journey is because you start from the very bottom, you saw all the different scenarios that a brand goes through when struggling, when succeeding, the things that you need to do in the back end. And, and that, I guess you're using that right now in your agency, right? Yeah. yeah so that was really kind of the, the founding blocks of like why I built Marknology this way mm -hmm. when so many people did different things. Some people were going brand direct, some were buying mm -hmm. the product, selling it themselves. Some were just creating these massive wholesale companies. Some of them were creating you know, uh, retail arbitrage. I, I didn't have capital. I was going through a, a divorce at the time, mm. uh, a bad breakup. And I was uh, trying to think about how to get on my feet. And so I was doing services for other people uh, instead of like building my own thing. But along the way, I learned so much by I solving bet. people's yeah. problems, right? So, yeah. uh, you know, long story short, I I start making more on a weekend than I was making like my whole raise, <laughs> right? I and it, I got a couple clients that were like, uh, and this at this time, like what we do now did not have a dollar amount attached to it. It was mm -hmm. like, you know, maybe 15 an hour, 20 an hour yeah. on a project or something. Uh, but it might take me a hundred hours. I would underbid it because I didn't know how hard it was till I got into it or something like that, you know, and That's on Upwork, right. you have to, you have to make these bids and, and bid yeah, the project. Yes. And, uh, so, but I was spending hundreds of hours learning, like, like when, when someone asked me like, you know, about Amazon expertise or this or that, like I'm 20,000 hours in. I'm, I'm not you have seen I, everything, man. You have seen I, everything. I don't know everything, but I really have. If anyone's listening, I guess what I'm trying to say is like I put the time, I put the time in to to know my yeah. craft, and now I'm spending a lot of time learning other things like how to grow a business, how to run a team, how to be a leader, how to manage, how to communicate, how to all these other skills. But before that, I was obsessed about this platform, and I wow. put in those hours, right? And I so. That gives you a level of confidence. I think uh, I'd never yeah. been that good at something before. Like, wow. you know, where you're just, I was never like the, the soccer stud, like the athlete <laughs> or like, I love sports. Yeah, yeah. I loved all those things, but I was never like, I was always good, not mm, great. Not, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. And uh, it was mainly about the time I had ADHD. I would switch things. I would try other things. I would like, mm. oh, I want to go fish. Oh, I want to go play soccer. Oh, I want to, you know. And yeah. but when I found e-commerce, I was like fell in cool. love. Man. Yes. 
It was like yeah. the perfect blend of, uh, well, my name, Marknology, is a mixture of marketing and technology. Uh, mm, that's how like okay. e-commerce e kind of sits in the middle of both marketing and technology. You need both yeah. to execute on e-com. And uh, that's what it was for me. It was like, it was kind of like the music days, like where yeah. it, it was not super controlled. Uh, it was kind of the wild west, the best man or woman could survive, like could, could perform like, you know, I don't know about you, but I'm nobody from nothing. Yeah. Uh, and, right. and, uh, e-com has been the great equalizer for me. It's, it's yeah. the best of us get to compete. So getting to the end of my story, like long story short, these are the founding blocks of why I, I launched my technology. Mm -hmm. I got a couple brands that were like, Hey, stay on a monthly basis and continue to run, you know, my store for me. And those are little small private label guys at the time. Uh, and now the team is working you know, with brands as, as large as Nestle and, and Mayo Clinic and, uh, you know, some very big brands that, you know, that we shop with. And, yeah. um, you know, we're a team of 45. Uh, wow. so we're everywhere from Mexico, Colombia, uh, Florida, New York, uh, and then a large portion of us here in Kansas City. Oh, we're actually, we've actually got two employees in, uh, in Europe now too. So. Ah. Nice. Uh, we're excited about that. And, uh, you know, ultimately we are a company that solved for all the parts of Amazon because we felt yeah. that that was important, even though it took me forever to get there. It was like, <laughs> as I solved all these people's problems, I saw that every little thing. Yeah, man. Every Amazon, single post I bet you see on LinkedIn, you think I, I, I went through that. <laughs> yeah, I do. I really do. And, uh, you know, it's like, as I fixed all these problems, like I saw that every little thing on Amazon mattered, like from the way you fill out the listing to the SEO, yeah. to the reviews, the return rate, conversion rate, your PPC, your engagement. Everything moves the needle. Every single, every single thing so moves the needle. So I needed to yeah. solve for all of it if I was going to be the best. And so I, I built a company really that's got, we've got now people much better in different areas than me. We've mm -hmm. got graphic designers and photographers and PPC guys and, and all kinds of stuff. And um, yeah, we're just doing our best. Uh, I'm building my own brands. I've got 10 of my own brands. That's something fun and exciting for me. We've got a fulfillment center uh, where we're, we're growing that. We're in year three of that uh, one for my own brands, but also as a service to any other brands we're working with. And okay. uh, we're just, we're just onwards and upwards. So that's, that's wow. the scope of, of my story and, Man, uh, love it. and my team and, and, and how we got there. Man, it's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. I think we actually share some similarities there. I think I also went through the same uh, thing that I had a job. I didn't really like what I was doing as an engineer. And then I discovered e-commerce and the same thing. I divorced that content like hours and hours and hours. And that brought me to also doing the agency. So it's amazing to see that. that we actually shared the same background. Man. Uh, now, uh, I bet after all these, you know, hours that you have spent into learning and now with all these clients that you have under the agency, I bet you have figured out what are the best strategies, right? I mean, you are seeing the trends, you see what is happening in the space, you think what you see what things are working, what things are working. And I think right now in 2023, we, we are seeing that the space is getting more complicated, more, comp more competition. The economy is also getting a hit when it comes to sales in e-commerce e as a whole. And I think I would like to start with what do you think in 2023 right now is the thing that people is struggling the most when it comes to selling on Amazon? And what is maybe some advice you, you can provide around that so we can kickstart that? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, for me, uh, we've worked with over 400 brands. So whether I physically have done it or mentally have done it, there's been a, a, a scoring card yeah. of this, this worked, this didn't work, this worked, mm -hmm. this didn't work. Like, you know, 
when we worked with this brand, wow, it's amazing. We, we crush it on Amazon. When we worked with this brand, we didn't. What happened? Was it a personality issue? Was it a people issue? Was it uh, a budget issue? Was it a product quality issue? Was it, you know, pricing issue? And so you start getting this kind of checklist of the things that will make, you know, for a successful Amazon uh, a brand and the things that won't, you know, for me, um, like if I'm signing a new client, right. Because uh, that's kind of what I think of my job now as a CEO is I, is I go and I R and D, I find new mm -hmm. partners. I try new things. I'm still the one that tinkers and tries new things. Like I've been working on TikTok funnels, for example, mm, okay. uh, myself, like, uh, you know, I, I'm not saying I've learned everything about Amazon, but I, I'm also now <laughs> a little bit off Amazon figuring out what are, the things yeah. I, what are the things I can play with. Right. Yeah. And, uh, so, you know, these are the things that I've worked with brands that have a big influencer behind them. Okay. okay. Uh, so as you, as you're doing these things, you're like, wow, what worked? It's changed so much since, you know, let's say 2013 to 2023, in the last 10 years, uh, you know, PPC's got harder. Uh, you can't do giveaways and reviews. Like the review mm -hmm. process has gotten super tight. Competition has grown. The, the Chinese are more in the market than they've ever been um, on and on and on. And so, for me, it's not. I'm not. I'm not going to give you guys an easy answer. I'm going to try to give you a little bit harder one. But but that's maybe, maybe there's some meat on the bones there. So yeah. like as 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 the CEO, and I have a team now, a young team that's talented. That I'm I'm always trying to keep them with fun projects. Okay, mm -hmm. so keep them interested. They're 22, 23, 24 they years old. Learn. Yeah, want to learn. Got to keep them new projects. So as the CEO, as the main sales guy, I'm always thinking about this. I'm not just picking them the most boring projects. Uh, even though there's money there, I am thinking about those things. And so for us, some of that has meant, uh, I've moved into, uh, learning slash signing, working with big influencer brands. Mm, okay? okay. And so I'm not, there's learning in this for anyone even doing private label is because you can partner with an influencer to do this. But whenever, yes. like I've had, a, I've had the brand Bruch, B-R-U-U-S-H. And it's an uh -huh. electric toothbrush brand from Canada. Uh, yep. We're we're doing great in Canada. We're doing okay in the U.S. I've been with them from the very beginning of their company, by the way. And uh, then they signed Kevin Hart two years ago, and uh, okay. boom, yeah. like the U.S. market explodes on Amazon, right? Boom, yeah. little checkbox that worked, right? Yeah. Okay, so. Uh, I'm working with Nikita Dragon out of LA. She launches Dragon Beauty, a makeup brand. She makes pushes to Amazon. Boom, that works. Okay. Working with mm -hmm. uh, Bobby Parrish, a YouTuber, uh, a food guy that goes through the aisles and tells you what's what's good food, what's yeah. bad for you, mm -hmm. what's healthy. People yes. love him. Love him. <laughs> yeah. Flav City. Boom. Month three, we're doing 100,000 plus on Amazon. We're crushing wow. it. Right. Another another brand, an author with a book and a big diet plan. She's got a great following. Uh, launched products on Amazon. Boom, crushing it. So said all of that uh, to say, like, that's obviously a mental note in my head that if we have off Amazon traffic coming to Amazon, mm. a community this, basically, a community, a community already existing, and then we launch a product on Amazon, boom, successful, mm. right? So. That should put light bulbs in people's heads because there's a lot you can do. Not just you don't have to have a Kevin Hart to do that, right? Yeah, you could course, use yeah. you could mm -hmm. use an army of small influencers. You could use like go build a Major brand and partner with, partner with an athlete in your city that's crushing it. You know anything to basically bring that in that extra firepower. So some of the things working, uh, building brands with an influencer uh, uh, as the face or or as an ambassador basically. Yeah. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I think there's like ambassador programs. Like I'm a big ambassador. Like I'm an ambassador of carbon six. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm not part of their company. I, I, I use their software. Uh, you know, I get, I get affiliate links, commissions on, on promoting the software. If it works, I'm an ambassador for that. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, what I just mentioned, and that can work, you can have like a whole ambassador program. Uh, but what I was talking about is more so a brand built around that ambassador. Think like, okay. uh, think like the guy, uh, Logan Paul or Jake yes. Paul that just boxed. Right. Uh, and then they've got that prime drink. Yeah. Right. I mean, they're killing so, it because of that. They had the audience already. Yeah. And that's a big one. I wish I almost had a smaller example, but it's like they, that it, it makes you think that that is their drink. Right. Mm -hmm. It's not just they're promoting the drink. That's that is right. the drink that they made, you know, or, or Conor McGregor and his uh, proper one whiskey. You know, these are like these are examples. Um, but I don't want to I don't want to I know everyone here is about influencer marketing. So I want to keep going with a couple other ideas. Right. Mm -hmm. So those ones would be big wins for me. They come to me. They start talking to me. I'm like, the team's going to love this. We're going to be successful. I know we can put products up on Amazon and make them look amazing already. So number one, the baseline is we're already amazing at Amazon. Okay. Yeah. We meaning like great photos, great copy, you know, variations look good. A plus looks good. Storefront looks good. These are all the assumptions that already exist. Okay. Then now what works on Amazon is I guess what yeah. I'm getting at. It's like, yeah. right. So if I know that if we do all of that and then we have this push, we're going to crush Kill it, it. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, so one, that that's a great, a great way. That's what's working on Amazon today. And these are like just, remixed ways of what used to work in the past you used to be yes. able to build chat bots and get a big email blast that's right them out, or you used to be able to do these things now you can't do that how do you do it white hat in 2023 yeah, yeah. influencer mm -hmm. marketing for example and carbon six has a tool like pixel me sets that's up right. all these attribution links and stuff like that so uh that's why i brought them up now another one would be a home run for us almost every time on amazon we're gonna crush it is when we meet a great d2c brand Okay, oh, okay, so a brand, okay. this is not for Amazon private label sellers because a lot of them are like, oh, I want to do D2C well. Okay, yeah. and that's not for everyone because not every product is is made for a D2C. That's site, right. Right. Mm -hmm. But if I meet a, a brand that has a good website, let's say doing 500,000 a year, a million a year, yeah, which is good. Yeah. Okay, mm -hmm. so they've got their probably they've got their customer lifetime value figured out. They've got their AOVs figured out. They probably have their MVP products figured out. They have what sells well together. They have some of these things already like figured out. That's and right. if they if they've figured that out enough to get to the point of 500,000 in sales or a million in sales and we put them on Amazon home run almost every time. Yeah, because you're opening a new window for customers. Now they have the option to shop with Prime, even with this new thing in the US buy with Prime that you could even embed within the website. I mean, there are so many things that I feel I totally agree with that D2C can take advantage because I feel sometimes people convert more on amazon just for the sake of having prime and or, you know, anyone doing d2c well is doing facebook ads or TikTok or instagram or like is a is an influencer or something like that mm -hmm. so they've already got uh they're already spending money or like yeah. pushing marketing and what they don't know is that there's already a large amount of that going to amazon to look anyway stuff. Yeah, so yeah. what you're doing is you're capitalizing on that that flow over traffic making sure you capture it and you're building an amazon brand just like you'd build an amazon brand with ppc and seo so it's a double whammy and, and really like as an agency owner boom if they have a big influencer i'm winning if they have a great d2c site i'm winning 
yeah uh, it's it's funny because I, I sometimes we have done audits with brands and and actually the brand name sometimes has a huge search volume and nobody's actually typing into the brand name and and that's traffic you're wasting so yeah, or, or a competitor is stealing yeah, yeah. right like yeah they're doing uh, ads on the on the brand know, name yeah i've had mm -hmm. a small brand and uh i type in my brand name and big brands are sitting on the small brand names that's right, right. like if they have a great ppc team if they have a great marketing team they're they're taking advantage mm -hmm. of all of that so that would be another one a great d to c uh now another one for us that we that we're doing well is uh, a manufacturer mm -hmm. traditionally a u.s manufacturer but it doesn't have to be but this is how i've diversified my agency where i'm not just in china uh supply chain didn't crush me entirely P pandemic didn't crush me entirely why because i had a variety of different brands and products i was working with and i had u.s manufacturers trying to go direct on amazon okay mm -hmm. so this is like mm -hmm. the companies that make like printer ink for office max or office depot or best buy or circuit city and and they make all of their brands and you know i'm contacting them and they're contacting me and they're like we want to make a brand that we own ourselves and go direct on amazon mm -hmm. does that make sense yeah. so right. the reason why this one is is a win a winning strategy because not everyone's a manufacturer that's calling here right but maybe yes. you have contacts maybe you don't Maybe you partner with one that does and you say, hey, I want to I, I know Amazon, you have manufacturing, let's partner and go. Uh, but this works because the margin is usually so great. OK, because you're not getting these markups down the line, all these middle people, and you're going straight to the source of whoever's making this product. Right. And so mm -hmm. a lot of the, the issues or the troubles, or the difficulties right now is profit margin. Right. Like That's getting right. a profitable products, getting profitable, getting your brand profitable. So. Going straight to the manufacturer, one, typically the manufacturer is slow to make decisions and they're not like quick to change their mind. So yeah, uh, if they're sense. into something, they're into it. And mm -hmm. they also care about the quality. They've built this maybe for years and years and years to get to this size of a company. They care about the quality of their products. If you give them feedback on reviews or what the competition is doing bad or what they need to improve, they're usually open ears to switching that up and changing it because they can change it right there at the source. You're also getting faster supply chain. You're getting American made. Uh, mm -hmm. Sometimes you're getting products that China can't even knock off. So it's like it's a blue ocean in that way. So yeah. you add those things up and a manufacturer going direct. The one thing that they don't know is they don't understand marketing dollars. They don't understand uh, selling individual products. The customers they are used to selling in big bulks or these big customers. They're like their customers best buy. They don't mm -hmm. even know sometimes what people are searching to find their products. Yeah, yeah, they don't know these things on Amazon, of course. So there's yeah. a ton of education there, which is a heavy lift, but high chance of success because you have a long runway, good margins, you know, quality product, American Exclusivity made, in chain. some cases, which is you are the only one with that product in the US, you know, for example. Yeah, exactly. So mm -hmm. those would be some of the like, you know, the wins, obviously, we still work with America or Amazon native brands like made yes. for Amazon. Uh, you know, there's still retail, which we haven't talked about, like potentially a product that's doing well in retail that just hasn't made it to Amazon or, or online yet. You had them do the transition. Yeah. Yeah. They have good packaging. They have, you know, all those things locked in. Those are good things. Um, but what else is winning on Amazon? Okay. What else is scaling brands? Um, you know, for me, as someone building my own brands now, I'm not just an agency trying to pick winners because mm -hmm. I do have a winning reputation. Why? Because I'm choosing winners, guys. Yeah, like you know how I, to filter um, bed. It's the right not paper. that I'm not taking on hard projects. I just want to win. I don't want to lose clients. I, I want to be successful. I want yeah. these brands to crush it. I want to take their money and make them a ton of money. Mm -hmm. So 
that's why I care about picking winners. Uh, just like a, a district attorney or a lawyer would be like, nah, that's a losing case. I don't want my name on that. This time, yeah. It's, uh, you know, and, and so for me, sometimes it's like it's getting more selective and trying to choose winners. I'd rather be working with someone five years than work with 50 people over two yeah. years. And you, you know? lose them after three, six months because there's nothing. Yeah. Because there's nothing there. Right. So it's like I can take your money. But like if we don't have a winning formula, we're not going to have a winning formula. You know, and so some of these things change based on the category we're selling in. Okay, like I might get a smaller brand that's not doing well in D2C or, or whatever uh, and be like, yeah, but no one is in this category. Let's go crush it. You know, yeah. it, so everything's subjective. Nothing is like black and white. But in general, I'm looking to say, okay, what do you have to bring to the table besides the product? Mm -hmm. Do you have off Amazon? Do you have an email list? Do you have a website? Do you have influencers? Do you have a massive budget? Do you have like, you know, a product that no one else has is? uh what else is happening? unique selling what, point yeah mm -hmm. what's your unique selling point it's not just about putting a product up and like you know a i mean the cheapest machine, uh, the yeah. cheapest and, and having great content or even great marketing it used to be uh cheapest then it used to be okay no one's doing content so if we do content and great storytelling now uh everybody's we'll doing that as well yeah now everyone's <laughs> catching up at least we're not all equal but everyone's doing it right catching yeah. up trying new things um as more service providers get out there more people are getting help more people are doing all mm -hmm. these things that they should be doing i'm speaking at conferences you're speaking on podcasts people are taking our information and and putting it to work great i love that right mm -hmm. uh at the same time as a consultant as an expert as a pro what's next where do i continue to learn to find opportunities to grow my brands and so for me, a big source of profitability is in the warehouse. So this is not as sexy and fun and whatever, but <laughs> to everyone listening, uh, it's not a marketing yeah. strategy, but it's like, you need to know your numbers. Yes, you true. need to know your profitability. Your PPC is gonna go into that. Your packaging, yeah. your your product offering, your bundles, your efficiencies, everything I is- be, I bet so many times you encounter people that think they're profitable, and I see it every day. When we do the audit and everything, they're in red, man, and they don't know for months or even years. It's crazy because- They're, they're in know. red, and then you're like, hey, I need you to, you're in the red, <laughs> and I need you to hire me. Like, that doesn't go, <laughs> that doesn't yeah. go over that well, you know? Yeah, like, I know. Uh, because they're already like, well, what, what, what's happening? You know, so for us, it's a requirement, uh, you know, before we even start working with them, uh, we plug them into our tools to see, yeah. you know, what their profitability is so that we can have a real conversation with them. You know, um, a lot of times I'm avoiding the very successful private label seller. And, mm, and I know I I'm going, I know we're going a little over on time, but I want to just like bring this home. Uh, the reason why is because that private label seller is so stuck in his ways a lot of times. I know I that know. It, 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 it becomes a very hard conversation to it's a confliction. To yeah, what's going on? Yeah, mm -hmm. especially if they are sellers that you know they're already over seven, eight figures. They already have very strict SAPs processes. Then you come in, it's like you know changing everything from scratch. I know it is very tricky. I have and it's not that they're wrong and they don't know anything. It's that yeah. like together we could be very amazing and collaborative and like take our skills and combine them. But that's very rare that they're that they're yeah, open. They you know they they want to say, hey, this got me here. It's going to take me to the finish line. And I'm trying to say, no, what got you here is not going to take you there. What yeah. got you here from 14 to 18 is not going to take you there from 2021 to 2025. Like, you know, yeah. and so uh, the last thing I'll say is like, I'm spending a ton of time uh, with, with funnels. Okay. And mm. this is something a lot of people learned in the past 14, 15, 16, when I was obsessing about Amazon, a lot of people were obsessing about funnels. 
Uh, and you, you can't be an, an expert at everything, right? So you either find a great funnel guy or you find a great marketing guy yeah. off Amazon and you partner with them or you go learn it yourself. And for me, uh, I'm learning it right myself. So think about like, you know, TikTok to a landing page, uh, that landing page having pixels on it for retargeting from Facebook, yeah. Instagram, maybe an email sign up, uh, click through to buy on Amazon on that landing page. So it mm -hmm. filters out a lot of the traffic. And then directing them to a storefront or to a listing, tracking attribution, seeing BSR, how's it going, um, yeah. and 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 mirroring that kind of strategy, like a D2C traffic strategy. Not in every way. I'm not trying every single D2C thing yeah. possible, if that makes sense. Uh, but trying that strategy as a way to boost ranking uh, on Amazon legally, like White Hat. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, Amazon actually like. Uh, wants you to send traffic, just you mm. need to send good traffic. And um, using that along with traditional great listings, PPC, yeah. uh, Vine reviews, like, you know, and, and anything else you can bring to the table. So other things I'm wow. trying is Google PPC, mm. email blasts, mm -hmm. uh, micro influencers, macro influencers, yeah. all of these things. You know, so many things can work. Uh, it's just a matter of, of picking something dialing it in uh and giving yourself the best opportunity to win i think yeah so. I, i think uh, based on everything that we've been discussing so far i think we can conclude and maybe you can correct me at this that we both think that at least right now in 2023 just putting a product on amazon and doing only ppc we think it's not enough right it's not yeah enough it's going to be if you win it's going to be the exception not the rule yeah like it's possible uh it's very much possible i've seen uh products sell without ppc if they just have great uh off yeah. amazon presence or something like that or you're you're selling a product no one else has and there's demand. Yeah, something patented or uh, something like that that's yeah. a diamond in, in, in the rough right like it's that's not right. that's not the normal so you should be planning for these other things and if it works with just ppc or something fantastic uh maybe if you launch it in a new country uh mm -hmm. just ppc For example, uh, like you move into a new Amazon marketplace, PPC alone might be enough to get you going. But if we're talking Amazon.com, if we're talking the yeah, big marketplaces, you need, these things. you need some extra firepower. Yeah, totally agree. I think, of course, uh, as time goes by, especially the US is getting so professional when it comes to all these service providers, all these big companies coming to, I mean, aggregators even. I think is yeah, the time of just putting the product, putting an automatic campaign like in two, 2015 and making money, I think in those times are over. <laughs> it's over, it's over. But like for the people that were in it to get rich quick or to like to build a yeah, quick business yeah, and make a course. quick buck, there, there's always those types of guys and girls like that that are just trying to make a quick buck. But for the brand yeah. builders, uh, it's still an amazing, it's still an amazing marketplace. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. That's awesome, Andrew. So thank you very much for you know all this knowledge. It's very you know important for keep spreading all these things that are happening in the space because you know there's a lot of content out there that they keep saying, oh, take this cup from Alibaba, make millions in Amazon. I think we need to be honest with ourselves and share the knowledge that we see. We're working with all these brands, and I appreciate that. And thank you for the opportunity. It's a pleasure, man. And I also want to give you a, a minute or so so you can tell us more about where people can find you, your agency, you know, if they want to hire you and all of that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, on Instagram, I'm at Andrew Morgans, uh, Morgans with an S. Uh, that's just my personal. I post my life, my travels, my trips, my mm, thoughts, yeah. things I think are great. Uh, it's not all Amazon, like, you know, yeah. just Amazon, Amazon, Amazon. So that's me. Um, 
www.marknology.com is my website. Uh, I'm also on LinkedIn. Um, I try to be available to everyone. Sometimes it takes me a couple of months to get on a podcast, yeah. <laughs> but, but I love I love getting on these. Um, you know, we just got through the through Q4, and and my my agency is growing. It's a uh, I love it, man. You know, you can be amazing at one thing and hold on both with two hands on, on other stuff, just, you know, along for the ride. So um, anywhere, anywhere on social media, I'm, I'm available, guys. I, I love the chat. I love talking e-com. If you have a brand, you want to ask some questions, please just reach out. I'd love the chat. Awesome, man. So thank you very much. Keep up the good work and hopefully I'll see you in the next one, man. Yeah. See you, see you guys. See ya. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to The E-Commerce Lab by EcomC. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. While you are at it, we would appreciate it if you could leave an honest rating and review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen. That will make it easier for others to find out about the show and benefit from it. Want more? Visit our website at www.ecomc.com where you can get your first consultation for free. Or find us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at ecomc.com.